This is Dale Jr., and you're listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. That's a good song. It is a good song. That oh, you like it? Yeah, you've become. I, I picked it. You become a fan now. I've picked it. Okay. What do well, you mean now? I well, liked it. All right. Before. That's uh, I should leave right now by the Danger Summer, courtesy of Hopeless Records. This is Dale Jr. and that's Tyler Overstreet, our co-host for the Dale Jr. Download. Hello. You're in a big hurry today. We got a busy day, man. We uh, most of our Tuesdays are pretty busy. I think you just need to calm down. It's a little early to be rushing people. Oh, it's only eight o'clock. I've been up for. He two wanted to hours. start the show before anybody ever got into the gift shop. We've got about I don't know thirty folks out here. Everybody's wide awake this morning. Yeah. He there. wanted to start the show without y'all. I just want you to know. Oh my gosh. He did. He said it. You know. You're already being a heckler. Okay. I'm just talking facts. It's not even eight a.m. and you're talking. I know. Crap. We don't. We we tell everybody that we're going to start the show at eight. We don't tell anybody that. We do on. Social media people ask all the time, are y'all going to do the show at Junior Motorsports? Yes, 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock. Tuesday. 8 a.m. It's 7.57. Yep. Let's get to the show. Okay. Talk about what we're going to talk about. Well, talk about what we're going to talk about. Michigan. That's great direction. That's what um, I do. Michigan, we finished ninth. Uh, we finished 11th or better in the last... Uh, three of the last four. Is that an amazing stat? I see you put that down on the it's, show sheet. It's not a very impressive stat. It's an improvement over the f- four races before it. What were those finishes? They were like 20th oh. and a couple in the 30s. Ugh. Got a highlight. This is a PR spin. Yeah. So, we unloaded fast. The car was quick all weekend. Um, we actually, uh, you know, we didn't qualify as well as I thought we would, we would but... Um, Certainly have some ideas on how to get a little better there. So when we go back, that's going to be important because you really couldn't pass in this race. It se- Yeah, it seemed more so than past couple years. Like one time Larson got shuffled back to fifth and he ran fifth. Yeah. Which that wasn't um, encouraging to see that right. he couldn't pass. But Yeah. So it was hard to pass. I don't really, you know, the cars were really locked into the racetrack and we had a lot more grip i remember running this race last year same race same aero package pretty much and the cars were sliding all over the place last year it was slick hard to get a hold of fun but um this year as soon as we got there man we were in a throttle hard in the corner locked down into the track not nowhere near as slick and lacking grip as we were the same last year so we found that much more arrow since uh, so the teams have just adjusted to this new package they've gained back the arrow that they took away some of it anyways and also one of the things that i think contributed to that was the track drug the tire monster around before we got there and laid down a bunch of rubber with this tire monster but only in the groove that we run because that makes sense like it's a one groove track and they worked in the one groove that's worked in. So if I had... How do you think that meeting goes, though? Like, 
I got this great idea. We're going to run the tire monster, and but we're only going to do it right here. Right. I don't know really what the purpose of that was. I'm sh- I mean, it looked like they put a lot of effort and time into doing it. I would have spent that time working in a groove that was not being used. Maybe just a little bit higher in turns one and two, in turns three and four, to give guys a wider groove, presenting more opportunities to pass. They just made the single groove stronger. Yeah. And the only time the there was really two grooves is on like a restart, and that was for about half a lap. Yeah. I was just uh, surprised by that. Maybe they will before we go back. We go back in like two months, so maybe they will Ugh. burn in a top groove. Not a lot of. I don't hold out a whole lot of hope that oh. that good things like that will happen. It just. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I was really uh, confused by that, amused. What I didn't like is the two tires was so um, prevalent. Well, that's been the case for since they repaved it. I know. The tire is so hard because we go so fast there. You have to have a really, really hard tire or else it's going to blister, come apart, blow the right front out. We blew a lot of right fronts there until they figured out how to get the tire dialed in. Yeah, and you guys are running like 215 down the front. Yeah. So, yeah. You don't want the tire blowing out. So but. that's why the tire, you know, the two tires works um, because they really don't wear. So as long as they, you know, you get a caution comes out and you get the temperature out of the tire, it almost runs as fast and sometimes not faster. Um, in practice, that's what happens. Every time we come in and out of the pits, we go out and run faster. Yeah, I noticed that. Yeah. yeah. So they need to, you know, if they weren't going to use that tire monster, don't work in the groove that's already there. Work. Try to widen your racetrack out. Like, m- create m- multiple grooves. I mean, seems like that would be obvious. Um, we restarted 24th with 10 laps to go. 18th with 5 laps to go. Ended up 9th. Pretty good rebound. We're actually running 12th when that debris caution came out with 20 to go. And then pitted for two tires. And then came back in because there was another caution real quick. Um, I won't lie. I was a little <laughs> worried when we were 24th because I was like, man, we ran really well all day and now we're just stuck back here. But fortunately we got that outside line on the last two restarts. Yeah, that was really important. Uh, it's a good point. Starting on the inside was awful. Probably the worst that I've ever seen it as far as having a lane choice. Um, you had to be really aggressive, and you saw a lot of guys doing that in one and two that were in the bottom. They would try to slide up into the second groove and try to force their way into that outside line just to kind of maintain. Yeah. Um, you see a lot of guys really getting loose down there, and, and uh, Blaney had some trouble on a restart down there getting loose. The five got loose in front of us one time. Cost a lot of spots for me and him. Um, really, really uh, edgy and uh, hard to make any ground on the bottom groove in one and two on restarts. That's really what saved our day uh, was being able to start in that outside line and uh, take advantage of the, of the new tires. Um, so we passed a lot of cars there late in the race. But we brought up uh, the fact that we were running 12th when that debris caution came out, and that was not the only debris caution of the day. Yeah. That was, um, that was what, something that's... Uh, stirred up quite a bit of conversation after the race, which I thought was fun conversation. You had guys, Nate Ryan and other people talking about debris, cautions, how they've changed over the years, how 
uh, how drivers and, and, and fans and media kind of feel about this. Obviously, we heard from NASCAR. Scott Miller uh, uh, put out a quote, pretty much your standard quote. That, that, they, we, that they do it for safety and whatnot yeah. like that. So um, Tony Stewart was upset through, you know, because of Clint Boyer and Danica were taken out in accidents after that debris yellow. And Harvick was in one too. And Harvick. So understandable why he'd be pissed. Um, from a viewer's standpoint, it's annoying. But then, I mean, there's, I guess it's just like anything else. It depends on how it affects your driver, on how you view that. See, that's what I don't, I think that's the, that's, I watched um, NASCAR America and they were talking about this. Everybody looks at it from, everybody looks at it like two ways. Well, it's a safety thing. If you're going to side with NASCAR and say, well, it's a safety thing. If you can't, if you're looking out there and it's like, well, it might be a water bottle. It might not. I don't really buy that because with it, with the technology we have, with a freaking hundred dollar pair of binoculars, you're going to be able to see exactly what's on the racetrack from anywhere on the racetrack. Yeah. There's no, there's not a piece of debris that's going to be out on the racetrack that's not identifiable. I'm sorry. They have, yeah. I mean, they have turn spotters. Uh, yeah, they got guys on the roof. You they can got tell. Cameras. You could tell whether it's tape, paper, a bag. A sheet sheet metal, you could tell. I'm sorry, there's not going to be a piece that's not identifiable. And if someone's working in a corner and cannot identify something that is either sheet metal or a water bottle, maybe they should probably be doing something else during the race. That's true. Yeah. The only thing they could identify was the cowboy hat. <laughs> like, but what I wanted to say was, is there's two. There seems to be two. Point, two different sides of this battle or argument, I guess, or discussion is you side with NASCAR is, is it's a safety thing, or um, you know, it. How does it affect the drivers, right? It affected uh, some of Tony Stewart's gang adversely, right? Blaney got in a wreck because of it. He was running top five i don't think that that's the right way to look at it i'm not complaining about debris cautions because it may it either helped or hurt my day i don't care i'm putting my personal gain or loss aside forget about that whether it helped me or hurt me the debris caution coming out at that particular time i think it takes the and I hate to use this word because it's a, little, it's a little bit strong, but I think it takes some of the integrity out of the event. Is that like yeah. it's? It's a bit. I mean, it may. I mean, it's it's obviously obviously a show, but it's not. It's a bit too much going into the entertainment world, whereas we're a comp. It's a competition, right? Right, and it's a bit. It it manipulates a little bit how this race is going to end. Yeah, because like the second stage. They let it run all the way through, no yeah. cautions. But then you get to the third one, and you get closer to the checkered flag, and then it's like, oh, we better throw one. This is spread out. There's an argument that there's less debris cautions this year than last year. All right? Why is that? That's be The only reason why there are less is because we had the stage cautions. Yeah. There are two additional cautions this year in every race than there were last year. So the less, less necessary for NASCAR to... Throw the debris yellows. The timing of them so a lot of times is what pisses me off. Like, 
So okay, I it helped us on Saturday for Elliot Sadler. I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that outlook. It helped us. It hurt us. I don't. Oh, I know, but I'm just saying. So it the timing of them. They threw one with three laps to go in a stage. Right. Opened the pits and finished the stage. Yeah. So they opened the sta- the pit with they three were going, or four laps to go. Yeah. This is a great one. And so Sadler, who was running third. He had not led a lap all day, I don't yeah. think. The Kozlowski and Hamlin pit. He stays on track, had not led a lap all day, and he gets a playoff point. Yeah. Which, that's good for us, but it's stupid that the caution came out. Yeah, they had th- they had to run three more laps and get a caution for the end of the stage. Right. You had a caution coming out in three laps. See, I don't... Even, if that, even though that helped us, I think it was stupid to throw that caution. Unnecessary. Right, because... I mean, I understand, oh, you're going to mix up the strategies, whatever. If that's the logic behind it, I don't even remember what the the um, actual debris was. Yeah. But it's just dumb. You're going to get, you got two minutes to run three laps there. Yeah. So it was about to come out. That's frustrating. Um, and it's not the first time they've done it, especially lately. I think they did it yeah. near the end of Dover's stage. There's um, There are lists debris yellows but that's because there's two extra yellows that weren't there last year so right. in essence there's still just as many preemptive cautions I, or staged cautions i saw where nate ryan you'll never go ahead that one of the debris cautions was Took like five, five laps. laps and then like a caution for an actual wreck was four laps yeah they said they found additional debris during the debris caution to tack on an extra you know allow the need for another lap one of those late cautions on Sunday, they it appeared to be a plastic bag, not even a big one, and they extended the caution one extra lap. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, which is ridiculous. They found additional debris. There's no win or losing to this debate. There's no... I mean, the only, I guess the only way that this really changes is if the uproar from the fan base gets loud enough. Nothing that drivers or media say is really going to change the mentality of a debris yellow. I find it really an interesting conversation. Um, as I noted on Twitter, I used to go to the races in the eighties and nineties. There'd be crap laying all over the track and they would run, they would run, they would keep the green out cause you wanted to see the cars race. People hated when the caution came out. Right. I mean, they don't show up to watch cars run 60 mile an hour. They can see that on the interstate. Yeah. And these days, um, we have the ability to understand viewership and how cautions, restarts, racing, green flag, long green flag runs affect the viewership. Yeah, and they have like social media analytics and yep. whatnot that can tell you like conversation does spike when there's a caution yep. slash restart. That is what's driving the change in mentality over the last 10 years, that alone. And so, but I think that it's going to cycle back because you're hearing a little bit more and more complaints from the fans that, you know, if they if there's a debris caution, they want to see the debris. They want to know why there's a debris caution. They don't like a debris caution come out without being able to see the purpose for the caution. Um, you're never... I'm just going to be one of those guys that you're never going to get me to believe that all debris cautions are legit. No. I mean, I don't I don't know that they would even tell you. Well, I, know, I guess this, they would tell you they are, but... Of course, yeah, they're going to tell you they are. They would have no proof. 
And it's going to be... We need to be able to see proof. Well, basically. yeah. And there's going to be that caution that's the trash bag or that's the the, you know, the hot dog wrapper. There's going to be those debris cautions. And their, their, their view on that is, well, we couldn't tell what it was. Well, Whether then, like you said, they they need to find better people. Yeah, if they can't, if you can't see it, well, I don't, I don't, I just don't know whether whether I believe guy. the whole story. Anyways, it's, it's very that, I really, really enjoyed the conversation about that throughout the afternoon after the race. I thought it was healthy, and um, it's it's a debate that's raged long and hard for a long time. Probably won't get too much into it this weekend. We're going to go to the road course at Sonoma. You're not going to have a lot of debris cautions. There's going to be enough action on the track where NASCAR won't feel this that necessary to be looking for this uh, debris. And then we'll go on to Daytona. And again, probably uh, you know won't need won't feel the necessity to have debris cautions there because there's constant action in that particular race. So we'll the debris cautions will be back at Kentucky. Yeah, when we go to Kentucky, we'll have the debris cautions return and. Uh, so we'll just move on from that discussion. Anyways, uh, we had a good uh, a good week uh, before Michigan. Amy got on a, a bike and went for a ride. We rode eighteen miles together. Eighteen. Eighteen miles. Right off. That was right the off first the bat. Ride. Yeah, but her bike is an e-bike. So when she like pe- an eBay, it's an electric bike. It's a strong word. Uh, there. That doesn't mean to say that it's got a a throttle where you just mash the gas and go. It actually only propels you when you pedal the pedals. So when you turn the crank, then it sort of has an assist. And so when she's, when I'm kind of raging up the hills, she goes right up on them hills with me. If not by me, she actually kind of goes up the hills faster than I do. Interesting. She goes up the hills actually faster than she goes down them. Cause she kind of scared to go fast downhill, but she goes I- fast uphill. That's reverse. I know it. Well, that'll take some time. She'll get used to going fast downhill. Do eventually? Do you turn off the um, electric she's, part? She let she lets me know sometimes. She goes up hills without it. Oh, is that like something? Is that like a removable part? Nope. Oh, that's just how the bike is. Yes, that's how the bike works. Well, you can turn up the strength of this assist, or you can turn it off completely. It's okay. a very heavy bike, though, so it's it's going to be very a uh, real hard challenge to to use it without the assist. But she does. Um, I've been trying to get her into cycling and, and using this e-bike was a great entry into it for her. So is she going to get like one like yours? Uh, eventually. I, th- I, I, this is how I see this going. So she's going to use this e-bike for a while. Uh, she doesn't like to clip in with the, with the, uh, pedals. That's understandable. Yeah. Yep. So she uses the cages where you stick the toe into the end of the cage. Right. That seems stick dangerous. Your, too. Nope. It's not. It comes right. Your foot comes right in and out. Oh. It's just a little cage. A little muzzle for your foot, and she uh, she'll do this for a while. She'll eventually probably get rid of the e bike and get a normal bike with cages. And then I think about two or three years down the road, she's gonna get to where she's clipping in because with the clip in, you can you you can you know push and pull with your feet. You actually use both your hamstrings and your thigh muscles to. Alex Bowman told me that he the first time he used to clip in, he got to a stoplight and couldn't fell clip over. out and yeah. fell on somebody's car. You're supposed to clip out rolling up to the stoplight, oh. not once you get so stopped. Yeah, I mean, you st- I was going to tell you, um, you posted a picture of y'all biking or cycling. Yeah, and you know, have you ever seen the thing where it shows like how a gentleman walks with his lady down the sidewalk 
and the gentleman is supposed to be like closer to the road. Yeah. Um, the picture, Amy was closer towards the center line, which I thought that was not very chivalrous of you. I can't, I can't ride, I can't steer her bike. I know, She's but you go. could have moved over and be like, hey, we're going to take a selfie. And she could have been on this side. I was concerned for her safety. Yeah. And I didn't want you to look non chivalrous. Well, when you're out there biking with us, you can make sure that you ride in the I'm just proper lane. No, oh, wait, you don't bike. I know. It's, oh. it's an expensive hobby. Okay. And it's not. I mean, Tim Duggar just bought a bike. He's out there riding. He rode five miles. He's a singer. He's a five. He rode five miles more than you this week. Oh, it's okay. I walked it. No, you didn't. I walked a You're lot. You're telling a lie. What? I do a lot yeah. of walking at the racetrack. Well, like normal walking. Yeah. Like daily walking is not counted as exercise. That's not what my Apple you Watch tells me. You have to do additional me. exercise. Your Apple Watch just isn't telling you lies. You have one too. I know, but I don't. You don't base it off of that? I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't count just walking around in rooms and stuff and down hallways. Steps. Yeah, steps don't count. Oh my gosh. Oh, I, I just said, oh my gosh. There's a guy on Twitter and he's like the <laughs> drinking game. <laughs> oh, he's he's probably pretty hammered by now. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that was uh that was a lot of fun. Pretty excited about that. Uh, we're also uh, today we're going to go do Blaney's podcast. Blaney invited me on his podcast. Are you jealous? Am I jealous that you got invited and I, yeah. I didn't? Yep. I wouldn't expect to get invited. Why? You're a co-host of this podcast. I know, but I, it's not the Dale Jr. download with Tyler Overstreet. Yes, it the is. the Dale Jr. download. Okay. Nobody has ever called it the Dale Jr. download with Tyler well, Overstreet. You're going no, to go along and you're going to... I'm going to watch. Watch and learn. They have a totally different format. Yeah. And they just sit down and start talking and then they end... They just ramble. It's like a morning show without without commercials or music. Oh, rambling, not in a bad way. Like it's a good show. Yeah, they just talk. They just talk. They don't do. I guess we do that too. But I feel like we have like segments, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I anticipate um, maybe we could get a new studio out of this. I, I've seen a little bit of their studio before. We get a new. Stu- we just got a new studio. No, I know, but they have a different setup. Maybe we'll like their setup better. Yeah. It looks expensive. You got the money. We have a sponsor, Exalta. Yeah. Well, maybe Exalta would like the Exalta studio to receive another. Makeover. I think they probably would look at our studio and rather have this. Maybe. A couch and being able to kick and back. And wires everywhere. Well, your your side's not a whole lot of fun, but mine oh. is. Oh. Is this a deal? Like, you go on Blaney's, Blaney comes on our show? Yeah, so we're going to go on his, create some content for ours. We're really doing this selfishly to help our podcast. Do they know that? Um. I think that it works best. I don't know if they know that, but I think it works best for us to go second. So we'll be able to talk about whatever, whatever, whatever we dug up, pop up on his podcast. Last week would have been a good opportunity. And I was trying to remind myself during the Michigan race not to run into Blaney. I thought about that. He pushed you down the front stretch. Yeah, a couple times. Yeah, me and him both kind of passed some guys working together. Um, yeah, I was like, oh, don't don't run into Blaney because we've got to go on his podcast. Because if I run into him, then we'll probably cancel the podcast. No, they wouldn't. Well, they, they would probably say maybe it's not a good idea if, that I come on this week. Be like, oh, we have let a this change of plans. Yeah, let's let this kind of cool off a little bit and then have you on later. Have you ever, like, so from time to time, people will fly back with us? Like Brad Kozlowski is supposed to fly home with us this yeah. week. Have you ever ran into that guy in the middle of the race? I guess it would be similar to this Blaney thing. Like to where you had to you had to have an immediate interaction. Uh, I don't think so. That would be super awkward. 
Well, you're really smiling, so I know you, you're hoping it happens. I hope you bump Keselowski this week for the win. And, yeah, because he's riding with us at Sonoma. Yeah. Well, I don't want him to win. I don't want to wait on him, so he can wait on us. Okay. Well, for a win, yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't have a problem with that. But just like in the middle of the day, running 10th and 11th? Oh, no, that would be That'd unnecessary. Be weird. Yeah. Run him off the track somewhere. Be awkward. It'd be a terrible, long, long ride home. Mayweather and McGregor announced that they're going to fight. Everybody's talking about this. Yeah, everybody on Twitter and social media and in the news are talking about this as a uh, big money grab. Nobody's given May- May- uh, McGregor much of a chance. There was I a video. Am. Oh, you are? There's a video of him sparring. Have you seen that? Yeah. Maybe that would change your mind. Well, I don't. Yeah. Did you see it? I saw the video. I just don't know how recent it was. You think he's learned enough to yes. beat? Yes. You really think, after watching that video, that he's learned enough to win? That's not his only sparring session. Yeah, but this guy is four, 49 and 0. It don't matter. McGregor's 0 and 0. And you think that he's going to learn how to box in 12 months even? There Say, might be a chance. You're crazy. No. People thought... Are you trying to have the a different... The last time that McGregor fought in UFC... Everybody, he uh, went up a weight class, okay. and everybody's like, oh, he's going to That is the UFC, destroyed. Tyler. That's what he does. I know, but he wasn't out there kicking that guy in the face. He was punching him in the face. But he almost lost that fight. No, he didn't. Diaz? He, no. Uh, what, Alvarez? Eddie oh. Alvarez? Yeah. He knocked him out in the second round. Yeah, he's won. All, I know he's won some fights in the UFC. He's not going to beat Mayweather. He doesn't have a chance. Mayweather's he's defense got is... Chance. No, he doesn't. Mayweather's defense is too... Mayweather, Too good. Mayweather's going to punch him once. And this be like, is oh, I'm winning the round, and he's going to dance around the ring for three minutes. So you're saying Mayweather's going to win? If he, no, he's not. So th- when what? McGregor's going to win. It's going to be a huge upset. How is he going to win? He's going to punch him in the face. It's not. He will have to knock him out. McGregor won't win it on the decision. You're contradicting the hell out of yourself. No, McGregor's going to win. He's by gonna, knockout. By knockout. He's not. No, if it goes 12 rounds. Is he going to win or is he not going to win, McGregor's Tyler? McGregor's going to win. By knockout? By knockout. All right. Write it down. In about the eighth round. Social media's going to have fun with you. Um, Mayweather's the easy way out. It's not. It's not. I don't really care either way because I'm watching the Triple G fight. I'm not spending a dime on this Mayweather-McGregor mess. I'm hoping not. I'm just going to find somebody that is, and I'll just go watch it with them. Yeah, I'm not paying any money for that. I got They got me on the Mayweather-Pacquiao fight. They ain't getting me again. Yeah, that was that was an awful fight. Yeah. I think, I think McGregor will be aggressive, whereas Pacquiao was pretty calculated. I think Mayweather will probably be aggressive because it's going to be so easy. Really? Yeah. You think he'll not? I think he'll go in there aggressively because – it's going to be easy to hit Connor, as we saw in the video of him sparring. And he's not going to have as much concern for really defending himself. I just don't think it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Mm. You think Mayweather will knock him out? I doubt it. You think it'll be a classic Mayweather fight? Classic Mayweather fight. He'll hit him a couple times, Yeah. dance around, and it'll go 12 rounds. That's boring. Well, that's why boxing is dying. Boxing is not dying because what? there's a great fight that is actually happening Triple this G, year, yeah. Triple G and Canelo. Yeah. Now that that's two of the best going at it 
pretty much in their prime. I think Triple G's on the back side of that hill, but still uh, undefeated. It's Triple G, he is, okay. Yeah. They're both putting their reputations and their records on the line, and uh, that's how it should be, in my opinion. And, and even if it is a one-sided fight, it's definitely a fight that the fans deserve and the fans want to see. Yeah, they've been trying for Pure this. boxing fans are probably really looking forward to this particular fight, and I'm one of them. So. Did, did you know that Triple G follows me on Twitter? That's pretty cool. That is cool. Yeah. He was super nice when we met him. He is a good guy. Uh, we're, we're, I'm a big Triple G fan. This is going to be the toughest fight that he's ever had. Uh, it'd be interesting to see how the odds shape up for that. On the McGregor-Mayweather, do you think that either one of them fights again? Either, like, win win or lose? Do you think either one of them will fight again? Mayweather definitely won't fight again. This is going to give him 50-0, and 0, which will actually... I think that's the record. Yeah, that'll be the record. And that's probably all he wants. He's looking at this as a really easy way to get that. And he's already copyrighted the 50-0 uh, for for marketing and so forth. So he's looking past Connor. Yeah. And uh, I definitely think that he doesn't come back out of retirement after this. He, you know, he markets himself for the rest of his life as the uh, uh, the only fighter at 50-0 and, and the best pound per pound that has ever played the game. Uh, Connor probably doesn't fight again because he doesn't have to. Like I, even a UFC. Yeah. Like, I don't, why are you going to fight for however much a UFC fight is when you've fought for this much yeah, neither one of those guys. They only, you know, the, they get in the fight game uh, to make money, to to win, to be a champion. They've all both achieved that. They're going to have more money than they can ever spend, and there's there's really no incentive for either one of them, I think, to get back into the ring to take a take a beating, even if they. I mean, because regardless of how successful either one of them's been, they both, uh, you know, you get beat up pretty good in there, even when you're winning. And uh, neither one of them need to take that abuse, right? If they Especially don't have to. McGregor, just, McGregor what's he going? He's not going to go down and fight whoever in UFC again. Yeah, because he's, he's not going to make. You know, you're not going to see. He's not going to see these kind of numbers financially in any other fights. You know, after this, and I just don't think he'll come out of, unless he goes broke, unless he needs the money. He's spending it. Yeah, five years down the road, if he's like, oh my god, where'd all my money go? You might see him in back in the USC. That's sad. I, I'm a big Connor fan though. Look at Diaz, okay? Nate Diaz, he's not coming out he's not coming out to fight guys because he didn't have to. He's holding out for uh the third fight with He's McGregor. holding out for money. He's holding out for a good money fight. Uh if he you know, if you listen to anything that he says on social media, his comments are I got a lot going on right now. He's 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 got things going on outside the ring. He used the notoriety and marketing and, and uh, celeb celebrity that he gained from fighting Connor to give him opportunities outside the ring that are working for him right now. Until something big comes along, he's not messing with it. I hope that they have a trilogy fight with him and him and McGregor. I do too. Uh, the only thing I worry about is that neither one of them will be quite as hungry, I guess, as they were when they first fought. So that would be another just money grab. I don't. Yeah, I mean, it definitely would be a big payday for both of them. But I don't know. I want Diaz to win. I'm a big Diaz fan. Uh, between the two, I like Diaz. Uh, but I just don't know if there's enough on the line for either one of them really to get up for it, right? 
because they both fought twice and it's one and one and uh, do we really need to see a third fight? I mean, is there is it really necessary? Yeah, because depending on who wins, the other one's a lot of time has passed. A lot of time has passed since they fought, and I think that the um, I think the need or the urge for a trilogy is waning by the you know by every day that passes. I agree with that. I had a couple other things I wanted to touch base with. The banquet in Vegas, our NASCAR banquet, has been uh, consolidated down to two days. It was a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday affair. Now it's going to be a Wednesday, Thursday affair. Probably not a big deal to anybody outside of the industry. But I have always wanted uh, the banquet to be moved to Charlotte, to the Hall of Fame. And I'm going to count this as a small step in that direction. I would too. Really? I think next year maybe. Yeah. This is a win for the good guys. They got their second race. They don't need the banquet. Yeah. I really don't know why the banquet's in Vegas, but uh, the Hall of Fame is here in Charlotte. I think that there's a there's enough infrastructure there with the buildings uh, to have the ha- to have the uh, banquet there. It'd be a great way to showcase, uh, you know, that that particular location as the home of NASCAR. I mean, that's our. I agree. Yeah, you know, that's the that's where the NASCAR offices are. Plus. It's expensive to fly everybody out there. Yeah, I mean, you're just spending all this money for flights. But how and great would that be for the city of Charlotte? Awesome. Yeah, I, I figured you were excited. You edited the, the dates on your own calendar down. Oh, I was excited. We want to be there that Friday. We get to either stay in Vegas and have a free Friday in Vegas, or we can come on home and have a great weekend. There was also a uh, a pretty uh, righteous article. Uh, that came out, <laughs> really blew up yesterday uh, in the USA Today. Did you see this article? Oh, yeah. By Steve Windsor. Pissed everybody off. Yeah. Yeah. I liked his, um, first off, I liked his updates. He's like Eric Jones and Daniel Suarez's names were spelled He spelled wrong. Chase Elliott, too. I know. It, that wasn't fixed by the time I looked at it, but this he I, seemed very well-informed. It was awful. Um I don't know. I mean, he tr- he said a lot of things that were right as far as Kyle Larson being talented. Uh, there was a couple other things that he might have got right, but saying that Kyle doesn't have much of a personality enough and doesn't give NASCAR enough of an identity uh, couldn't be further from the truth. Right. I mean, it's the top guy right now in the top yeah. racing series is a guy that loves to race. Like we've talked about it multiple times. He'll yeah. race anything. He just won uh Monday night. Yeah, like, last night. What else does a race fan want? Somewhere. Yeah. Some dirt track. I've never heard of the the columnist, <coughs> so I I couldn't believe it. Um uh, but boy, did he get under some people's skins. You had Larson chiming in, a lot of the NASCAR media, the the regulars and uh Clint Boyer, a bunch of drivers, Mark Martin. Everybody was pissed off. Rightfully yeah, I mean, so. And he bashed the the crowd on Sunday. The yeah. crowd wasn't that bad. Yeah. I mean, it's I mean, everybody knows that it, it's not the same that the it was. The infield was packed. Right. You guys drove through the infield yeah, that on was the, great. the pace lap. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. That was a lot of fun. I think that's just somebody who doesn't like NASCAR, maybe wanting to take a dig anyways. Yeah, I think that um you know, sometimes I think it's just clickbait. Yeah, guy just trying to get some uh, get some hits, and he. Otherwise, who who's gonna know got, or talk about Steve Windsor? Well, he got the job done.
All right, now we're going to get to our Ask Junior segment. As always, we field questions using the hashtag AskJunior on Twitter. Uh, we're joined by Mike Davis, as always. He'll What's moderate up? the uh, questions. Dale will answer. I'll offer some other meaningless insight. I cannot wait to start with this question by Star one Dale Jr., what's one part of Sonoma that you will miss when you're done racing? <laughs> you're just looking at me with that grin. Why would you grin at me like that? What You think there's some reason I would ask that question for you? I'd like um, the town of Petaluma. We always go stay uh, near Petaluma, and we just kind of like visiting some of those small towns right around Sonoma Valley. Uh, like Petaluma are a lot of fun. So, uh, I thought yeah. you were going to say the part where it's over. No, <laughs> that's the part you're going to miss. <laughs> I love Sonoma. I like it's it. It's a great race to watch. Yeah. I've this will be the third year I've gone. The last two years I've walked up to the top of those grandstands, and you can see like all the way up to the top of the hill and watch them come down the S's. It's actually a cool view. If you've ha- ever, have if you ever been where there. TJ spots? We drove up there last year. It was, yeah, it was boring. We left after oh, about five okay. minutes. It's hard to impress Tyler today. Actually, I think they had a huge wreck right at the start of the K&N race, and we didn't feel like... The yellow, the caution laps are boring because everybody hates when the damn caution comes out. Yeah. Is that right? We yep. talked about that. <laughs> what uh, What will you miss, Tyler? Let's get your, your answer in here. Sonoma? Yeah. Um, I just... I like the race. It's cool. I, I don't like to watch it. I never liked it as a fan watching on TV, but it's cool to be there in person and be able to walk around to the various turns and whatnot. Gotcha. All right. Good answers. Team Money 333 says, what is the difference between race trim and qualifying trim, Dale? Uh, there's quite a bit. Uh, they change a lot of things on the car, tighten the car up, going to put tape on it. That's going to change the aero balance. You're going to have to change uh, quite a bit of the setup. They may change the springs, rear springs. Um that change. Uh, you're going to run a little faster, so you're going to travel a little more. You have to might change the front end so it doesn't get on the splitter. And uh, mm, that's a handful of stuff they do. Yeah. Here's a good one. Pair Livens. Pair Livens. Will you be spending more time on the pit box like Tony does next year? Hmm. Tony's on pit box? I, I guess he is. I've seen him a couple times, but I'm, I, I'm sure I saw him on the more. grid Sunday walking but, around. Yeah, yeah. Head shaking out here in the audience. Um, so, yeah, what do you think? I don't know. I'll see how it goes. I'm not much of a pit box guy, but sometimes I go sit on them. Sometimes I don't know. Where do you think you'll watch the race? Mm, honestly, uh, you know, from the pitch, you don't really see much. But but you're not going to go sit in the bus and watch it on TV when you could do that at home. Well, that's what I do. That's the Xfinity races, I guess, is what they're talking about. Right. I don't really have a pit box in on the pit road on Sunday. We could just <laughs> – you could invite yourself on anybody's I'm not going to do that. You'd be that guy. Yeah. Yeah, I won't be on the pit boxes in Sunday because I don't really have a close enough affiliation with any team to do that. But I think that – I mean, I could go watch on the 88. That would be kind of weird. I want to get in their way. They're working. They're going to have people that need those seats. And, right. Uh, but if it, with the Xfinity races, I just kind of watch TV. Yeah. I, you know. Here's another good one. 88 NASCAR fans. Look, we know you don't like Sonoma, but how do you get ready for Sonoma? Well, well, I don't know what you mean. What do you mean get ready? What do you think? Uh, well, you know what? I don't know that there's something you can go do to practice, but like, let's just say oh. men- mentally 
let's yeah. just say mentally uh, how you, La- you approach. We, did, we don't do anything. Right. Um, last year we got the scissors for being fast on Friday. Yeah. You were like Flying. super fast right yeah. off the truck. Car was awesome last Friday. We got the scissors because you get a pair of scissors. I guess it's sponsored by Great Clips. Great Clips. Yeah. So uh, that was news I to think everybody. I've, what I've noticed is the less we prepare for the road courses, the less we test, practice, prepare, the better we run when we go to them. Got it. That's been the case. That's Me, and, we were working our guts out for years and years and years, going to road Atlanta and testing for days and just endless work trying to get better at the road courses and me and steve looked at each other one day me and latart and we said you know what we're not getting anywhere doing all this let's just not even worry about it we'll go however we runs how we run and that's when we started running in the top 10 how about that stat that the guy tweeted you where you have the yeah. best average finish over the last three did you years? know that i did i saw the tweet <laughs> and i i did go and start trying to verify stuff because i think he's way better at road coursing racing than he gives himself credit for and so I always hear his vantage point, and he's like, eh, I, I, don't, I don't know how to get around it. I, you know, so, but the fact is, is that he has races that back up the fact that he can get around that damn place. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't think I'm terrible at it. I just don't like to do it. I don't get it. I mean, it's just like, I don't know. I get it. The part I don't like is that you could run good all day. They jam them up on those late restarts, and then you get spun out, and oh, well. Yeah. Um I think that's a lot of like the the lower results that you've had. You were running fine and you'd get bumped here, bumped. Oh there, yeah. I mean in the races restart. with probably ten to go, we're usually in the top fifteen every week, every time I go there. Yeah. Top fifteen, top ten. Uh it has to work in our favor though for us to have a you know well, I guess that's pretty much for everybody, but I don't know. I don't really look forward to it. it, it it's really uh a unique discipline. I just love ovals, love short track racing, and it's the farthest thing from that for me. We got to have a bike question. Wouldn't be normal. Marathon Rye asks, who picks the routes for your bike rides each week at the track? Usually Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy's got a route for pretty much every every location. This particular weekend in uh, Michigan, we rode about four miles from the track, and there was a lake that we kind of rode around. There was a road with uh, vacation homes, and uh, it's a real cool area. It was me, McMurray, and Jimmy, and Trevor Bain. Usually it's about four to five or six of us. Um, and then we went and rode. Me and uh, me and uh, Greg Ives rode the racetrack Friday evening, which was kind of boring. We actually rode uh, around the racetrack at Pocono, and that was a lot of fun, but for whatever reason, Michigan was really boring riding around it. It looked it on the relive. <laughs> <laughs> go round and round it's, and round. It was like 17 laps or something? Is that how many you did? 15? We did 15 miles, about oh, 15 seven miles. laps Yeah, maybe. I got you. Yeah. And that's what I would have predicted when you told me you were going to do laps around Michigan. I said, that's going to probably be a pretty boring relive. It and was. it was. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. But the uh, the trip uh, trip out to that lake and around was, was a lot of fun. Good. All right, next question. All right, Corn Wit asks, since lane choice is so important these days, what would you think of using the cone rule in Cup and Xfinity? And maybe we should explain the cone rule. So the cone rule, they use this at some of the racetracks uh, around the country, some of the short tracks. Basically, the field rolls up to the one-to-go signal, single file, 
they put a cone in the racetrack and you decide you want if you want to start an outside or inside as you get to the cone so it's not a it's not mandatory if you if you um if you're in third place that you start on the inside you could actually start on the outside of the second row if you wanted to like sunday you probably would have chose outside row two basically everybody who was in third fifth seventh would have would have chosen the outside line yeah which i think would be more fair so bring in the cone rule i'm yeah. good with it why not Plus, that presents some more excitement. Yeah, that creates but, drama. But then there's probably more debris cautions for more cone choices. Cone, you think? Yeah, you yeah you got to throw more debris cautions so to you have create more because you got a, such a great opportunity at drama with the cone rule. Cone decisions. It's like, that oh, that guy's going to the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the cone rule would actually be pretty good uh, at tracks like Michigan, where it's. I mean, you you want to do it everywhere. You couldn't just do it. Week to week, but uh, why not? I guess it'd be great to bring it in. A lot of guys have talked about that over the over the course of the season. Ever since we've actually went to uh, double file restarts, it's been a little bit of a topic of conversation. It's building some steam. Because we have comedians in the periscope, people are asking what's the preferred line when you're cycling around the track. <laughs> the higher, the low. <laughs> the, the, yeah, I don't know. Don't, I would say whatever. Don't, <laughs> makes cycle the pedal. On, don't cycle on the banking. That's probably not yeah. fun. Uh, Michael Henry, what what was your question just now? Um, oh, which which track is worse on bumps? Is it Charlotte or Kentucky? Well, Kentucky just got repaved. Oh, so it's Charlotte. Yeah. <laughs> That's the answer. Charlotte's uh, Charlotte. Um, like Chicago has a bump in turn three and four. That's like it feels like it's five foot deep. It's violent, right? But it's just one bump. Oh, he said he meant Old Kentucky, by the way. All right. So okay, Old Kentucky was awful. Okay. Yeah, Old Kentucky was just terrible. You had to close your eyes to keep them in your <laughs> keep them in your head. At some of them bumps. You literally were, were, you know, were afraid your eyes might come out of your head on the front straightaway. But Charlotte, the bumps at Charlotte are like um, ripples, not giant. You know, crashing hard impact bumps. They're like the ones on the side of the road. To like, keep you yes. Yeah. yeah. That's exact, and it's the entire. Length of the track. Wow. Ugh. Yeah, they never stop. So that's what that, yeah. So when you ease off on the side of the interstate, that's what Charlotte's like the whole track. But it didn't used to, it wasn't like that before the repave? Nope. Oh. But I remember. That's a feature. I remember reading in an article when they repaved Charlotte, and I believe it was Bruton Smith was quoted as saying this, that they did not uh, smooth out the racetrack before they repaved it because they wanted to keep the character that it had. So that's the one time that I know that they've repaved a racetrack without actually fixing the bumps that were previously there from the old surface. So not only did they have bumps when it was repaved, but now we have, you know, the like bump, bump, bumps on bumps. bumps on bumps. Oh, Husker 81 asks, Goodyear makes a great tire. Good. Thank you. Cause Goodyear's a partner of ours. Uh, so why not start trying to make, uh, more rain tires. Is it raining there for what? Road courses? For eight, or for ovals? Yeah, you would have too much load on a oval, right? I don't know. Would you? I think that's why they don't do it. Or it would be boring. You wouldn't be able to go very fast. 
I yeah, don't think you know, speed really has a factor is a factor in whether a race is exciting or not. I mean, you go to your short track and they go eighty mile an hour and it's pretty awesome. You so why don't it. they make a the four cylinders could be as just as good a race as the super late model? Why don't they make a rain tire for ovals then? Let's do it. Okay, there you go. Junior's just wait in. Let's do it. This is what you're gonna do post retirement. Yeah, he's gonna be the, the rain tire engineer. Career. What am I gonna do? The rain tire guy. What does he do? He makes rain tires. Yeah. I'm going to make the tire. Maybe you test the rain tires. You'll be the tester. I'm going to test them. There you, there go. you go. You just volunteered. Somebody asked just now, what's the difference, is, or is there a difference in the shifter boxes between Pocono and then the road courses? There's not, not any difference. Okay, no difference. Yeah. There we go. Uh, this is going to be kind of an embarrassing question for you, Tail, so Uh-oh. let's ask it. How do you stay normal being such a famous athlete? I don't know any other athlete celebrity that seems so genuinely normal like you. No, you know how? Because I have to hang out with Tyler. Oh, and thanks. you, and you're welcome. <laughs> and none of y'all let, and my sister Amy, nobody lets me get away with anything. So, what do you mean? Y'all keep me in my, y'all keep me in my place. It sounds like you're saying we're kind of like assholeish. Oh, or that we're preventing you, you from being assholeish. Yeah, that's what you are. You think? <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> you think that more of that then? <laughs> you think if we weren't around that you would become? Yeah, I think if I had, you know, if I, it just depends on. I think like if everyone catered, I'm surrounded by yeah. people that are like, yeah, we're not letting you get away with that, and yeah, but that's a good thing, right? Absolutely. You know, I think this guy's trying to compliment me. He was. And he was. I think that it has a lot to do. But we don't want to let him compliment you. I'm not taking any credit. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying not to take any credit for it because I could just as easily have uh, turned out to be a real jackass if I had been spending my time around different people that were allowing that, I guess. That- I have a different answer to this, Okay, by the way. here we go. Mike's probably in, got in different, in, When he says different, he means the, the, right, the right answer. I was about to compliment you. Do you want to hear it? Sure. I, I disagree with you. I think that you make sure you are yourself, and we can't we don't want to, but we also wouldn't be able to change you if we wanted to. Does that make sense? Yeah, I understand. You stay true to yourself. In fact, there's a word for that. You're organic. Oh, oh, organic, organic. <laughs> That's an inside joke. He hates the word organic. So if you ever see him, just just throw out in a couple of organics and. I don't hate it. the word. I just think it's really overused here lately. Yeah. It's a it's a word that's used in today's society. Yeah. Yeah. But I just think that Dale stays true to himself. In fact, it worries me that when he's now officially retired, I mean, who is a real true authentic to to the core who hasn't let kind of corporate America kind of start affecting their decisions that's still in NASCAR? Like like even the young guys, they sort of have to play the game more than I think, like, Brad Kozlowski. Boy, yeah, Brad. Brad is a good answer. You're right. Kyle Busch. He is not going to change. Kyle Busch, yeah. Kyle Busch is not going to change. You're right. All right. I stand corrected on that part. But the younger guys need to. Who's an authentic guy that's not a jerk? (laughs) Ah! Yeah! (laughs) I'm kidding, Brad and Kyle. I'm totally kidding. You don't have to say that. Yeah, I do want to say that. Do they listen to the show? I, I don't know. They would this one time. Brad comes off as the kind of guy that just soaks up any type of opinion and information that he possibly can get soak in and then refute it. Yeah. But he's going to refute it with uh, after being educated on it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
From Google University. <laughs> <laughs> if you love Dale Jr., then Exalta Racing is your go-to social media account on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. It brings you insider's info all weekend long on the 88 team. It's at Exalta Racing, a must-follow for any Dale Jr. fan. All right, so looking ahead, Tuesday, we got a uh, – that's today. We got production work with Nationwide. We're going to be doing that at HMS. I'm doing – I thought I was going to be interviewing the – the team. That's how it was originally positioned. And now it's changed to where I'm just doing some lead-ins yeah. and someone else is getting to have the fun. Yeah. That yeah. What the hell? They changed it. Who? Uh we'll blame Hendrick. I wanted to interview the guys, now I'm not. Well, uh, we had to change the time around. So they have meetings and all kinds of no stuff. fun. Yeah. It happens. Uh so yeah, also on Tuesday we do our competition meetings at Hendrick and we're also doing Blaney's podcast, which is uh I guess that comes out the same day. Or is it? I think it comes out either tomorrow or Thursday. Okay. They're not as proactive as we are in putting ours out quickly. You know we're going to see them later, so. I know, but they're not going to hear this before we so see So you're going to bash them. Yeah. Um, Thursday, nationwide appearance in Raleigh, North Carolina. What's that all about? It's uh, There's a new office, and we're just going to visit the folks up yeah, there. Cool. Yeah. It's one of their regional offices. And then leaving there, we're going to Sonoma. Sonoma. Yeah. Have a team dinner on Thursday night. Team dinner. And then uh, Friday, we got two practices, at uh, one at 3 p.m. and then at 6.30. Those are, that's Eastern time, so whenever you're out there, it'll be noon. Yeah. <laughs> Goodness. Yeah. Uh, Saturday, qualifying is at 2.45 Eastern. Or 11.45 if you're at the track. Yep. And then Sunday, the race is at 3 p.m. Eastern. On Fox Sports 1. That's right. That's a reasonable 3 p.m. start time. Yeah. So that's it. I hope we didn't get ourselves in too much trouble, Tyler. We didn't. If we did, I'll edit it. Okay. All right. See you all next week. See you next week.
The Dale Jr. Download and all Dirty Mo' Radio podcasts are made possible by Exalta. You can subscribe to all eight programs on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and all major podcasting outlets. As always, you can listen to Dirty Mo' Radio podcasts on DaleJr.com. Follow us on Twitter at Dale Jr., at Overstreet Tyler, and at Dirty Mo' Radio. Also, check out the Dirty Mo' Radio Facebook page. Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. 